So how did your date go the other day? Oh, with the Irish bloke. You know, it's been... T- oh, God, I hope he's not listening. <laughs> it's been like we have days. to hope they're not listening every single episode. <laughs> Don't worry. So just a disclaimer. <laughs> uh, no, it's been like three dates now. We went to see a comedy show. I feel like three dates is enough. No? For what? To decide if you like someone or not. One date is enough. I'm being generous. I thought I was being nice. And so do you like him or...? No, he's a lovely bloke. We like, I knew him like 10 years ago. But no, he's he's just like, he's just quite rural Irish. Okay. He's just not chavvy enough for me. Oh, okay. Like, you just need a chav. I mean, I'm def- more for sex than like an actual relationship. Like, Oh, no, I need oh, but, both. Oh, yeah, you actually live in a caravan, so that's fine <laughs> with you, I guess. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's it just felt like you walked caravan, into it. You know. <laughs> oh, and also, you don't live there anyway, do you? <laughs> Just the rest of your family. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> no, I know. Thank you. Just to clarify, everyone. So is that what you want? Like a, a rugged chav? I like Essex boys. I like tans. I like Towie lot. That is the complete opposite of chav. Well, not in Essex. That's like a chav to us. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I guess, like, my big fat gypsy wedding, they do have, like, tans and things. <laughs> but I'm just thinking of, like, a natural chav where they're, like... Oh, you mean, like, tracksuit, cat, yeah, out of prison? Yeah. No, I can get down with that. You just want someone who's common? Basically, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so... <laughs> I'm a catfish, apparently. Oh, you are. <laughs> are we going back to that day? Can you tell the listeners about that? Oh, we can, if you are. <laughs> So my co-host in the show today with me is Charlie, um, who's also a comedian. And we met through Hinge or Tinder? Uh, Tinder, I think. I'm pretty new to Hinge. I think it's Tinder. Oh, okay. I prefer I prefer Hinge. Hinge kind of filters out all the riffraff. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It just, it, it is a bit more specific. Um, and then Charlie and I did not date after the first date. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> it ended right there. But we did roast each other on stage, and Charlie called me a catfish. (laughs) What did you call me? You said, um, I have to live with the chronic need for validation every day. Yeah. (laughs) Fine. But that's funny. (laughs) Well, catfish was true. Yeah. (laughs) It was funny and true. Right, okay, so more specifically, what part of me is the catfish? (laughs) The nose or the hairline? Let's, we, might as well just, we might as well just get this out in the open right now. The hairline was my one good joke in that row. Like, I'll give you that out. <laughs> well, do you know what? I'm getting a nose job in Turkey anyway, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> Catfish no more. <laughs> do you hear about that bloke who got, was going to have his teeth done before COVID? Do you hear the story? No, and then... Uh, got his teeth all filed off. Do you get your teeth filed down? Yeah. Got filed down and then COVID happened and so, so we can't do the surgery. So we had little stumps and got flown back to England. Oh, God. But that's my fear with with veneers anyway, is that like, imagine, okay, yeah, we're cool for now, but what if in like 10 years, they break off and it's like, oh, yeah, you need another eight grand to replace them. And then you're suddenly like, oh, I don't have eight grand now. And you've just got like these stumpy <laughs> little stumpy teeth. Stumpy little brown teeth. Oh, my God. And all that money you spent on veneers, people just think you spent like 15 grand on meth. (laughs) (laughs) Worth it. Okay, so so you had three dates. You didn't bang. No. Uh, No. We did bits. 
you know, bits. Okay. On the first date, we, we did bits. Oh, so you did bits on the first date? We did do bits on the first date. I feel like if you're going to do bits on the first date and then drag someone out for another two dates after that and not have sex, <laughs> that is just cruel. That's uh, cruel. That, but I was trying, he's a nice guy. I was just trying to figure it out. That's okay. what it was, yeah. Because I've got, I'm in a situation. Have I told you about my situation before? No. It's, actually, it's a funny story. So I was on, remember Chappie back in the day? Yeah, R. yeah. R. Chappie. So this was last November. I was on Chappie, chatting to this bloke, getting on really well. I was like, let's go for a drink. Yeah. And he said, I've got something to tell you. Which obviously is like one of two things, I think, when you're on the app. And so then I was like, what is it? And he's like, I said, are you, oh, I said, are you married? He said, not really, but I've had a boyfriend for seven years. Okay. I was like, all right. And he's like, I'm looking for a second boyfriend. Oh, okay. <laughs> but wait, what are the two things you think? Well, I think they're either married or they want to talk, say, say their status. Okay, yeah. The status thing was the thing I was thinking of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or they're like in a long time. Anyway, he said he's got a boyfriend. I was like, you know what? I'll meet you for a shag, whatever. That night, I was doing stand-up at Two Brewers. Did you invite him? No, but we're chatting on this app, right? And I said, I took a photo of the stage. I said, wish me luck. I'm about to go on stage. He then sent me a photo of like the same backdrop. But a little bit further away. Yeah, or like a different angle. And I was like, what the fuck's that? And I told him where I was. And I was like, are you here? And he went, no, that'd be so weird. I'm doing a pub quiz at the Two Brewers. I was like, no, no, I'm at the Two Brewers. He's like, no, you can't be. And I was in the back room at the Two Brewers. I went through to the front room. He is sitting there with his boyfriend. <gasps> I was like, how mental is that? So was the boyfriend fit? Do you going to go for a thruple or? I'm not sure he might listen to this. So no, I'm not going to talk to the boyfriend. But how weird is that with chatting <laughs> app for like three days? We chat for three days and then he just turns up. Literally in the same bar that night. How weird is that? I mean, not that weird considering it's the only gay bar in Clapham and that's where you were. No, but neither of us live in Clapham. He lives in Plasto. What? <laughs> I don't even know where that is, but it sounds like it's chubby enough for you. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, long story short, we got on, we started kind of dating and has got boyfriend and we're coming up to our year anniversary. And it's like, but I'm single, he's got a boyfriend, but like, we're in a situation. Oh, so you haven't done no three ways? No, the boyfriend's not in the picture. Oh, so you are literally... This is the one-year anniversary of you being the other woman. I'm the other woman, but the boyfriend knows about him. The boyfriend knows all about it. Okay. He's kind of cool with it. Josh calls me his second boyfriend. I looked after their dog when they went on holiday. (gasps) (laughs) This is crazy. a weird situation. How could somebody have two boyfriends? No. (laughs) No, but two legitimate boyfriends that the other one knows about. Yes. Yeah, so but do you not feel like you're a bit like, oh, I just don't get as much boyfriend privileges as the other one? Or are you quite happy just to have it as a casual shag every now and then? I'm happy with it. We like, we shag, we hang out, we go on dates. The other, okay, this is a bit meant as well. So they've got like, they've got a three bed house and they've got like a shed in the garden, which is like a studio flat. And so I stay in the studio flat with my fella while his boyfriend's in the main house. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> so we'll be shagging in the shed while the boyfriend's in the main house looking after the dog. I am dying. This is the situation. I mean, it doesn't sound like that much like a situation. It sounds a bit more like a like a, a spa retreat. It's nice. It's like, I don't have a word for him though. Can you give me a word for him? Because he calls me his second boyfriend, but like, I don't have a first boyfriend. So, so he's, he's your half boyfriend. boyfriend? I suppose so. Half. No. Nah. Do I have feelings for him? 
Now, he's adorable. <laughs> we know the situation. It's adorable. He'll know I'll meet someone and they'll have to call it quits. But for now, it like works. Wait, so you wouldn't get into a relationship with somebody else and have him as your second boyfriend? No. Oh. No, he knows that. He knows if I meet someone, it'll all have to end. I feel like he just needs to be like your half boyfriend. Oh, but I am still single, listeners. Well, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but that is my situation, yeah. I love it. I love that you've... Uh, it's now like a year. I love that you've come here and just been so open. But what makes it... What makes the the boyfriend... The third, the second boyfriend situation any different than friends with benefits? Well, do you have to always have sex with friends with benefits? Yeah, that's what the benefits is. But I mean, me, me and my fellow don't always have sex. Sometimes we just hang out. I mean, I guess you could do that with friends with benefits because that's the friends part. Do you, would you look after your friends with benefits dog when they go on a boyfriend with their whole? <laughs> no, no, I would not. I would not look after their fucking dog. It depends. If it was, yeah, I would. I would look after my friends with benefits dog. I would. Yeah, if yeah, if if I'm like coaching in their house and I'm all home alone with just me and the little pup, yeah, I'll be I'll be babysitting the house and getting grinder shags around on their sofa. <laughs> <laughs> um, but do you know what? I have gone through a thing lately. I basically just deleted Grinder, deleted everything where I was having like a purge. And then um I've decided now that the cleanse is over and I'm back on Grinder. <laughs> what usernames because I can find you. <laughs> <laughs> they don't search by username, they search by area. <laughs> It's SE26. <laughs> um, no, I... Do you know what? I had like five dates in one week and then after I did two of them, I was like, I'm really exhausted. And what I started to realise was that Hinge is perfectly fine for two weeks and then, honey, it's slim pickings. And all you're really getting is like a second round of people that you've spoke to before. Oh, my days. Everyone you spoke to on Tinder, everyone you spoke to on Grinder, everyone you spoke to on Chappie back in the day. Oh, my God. Oh, my days. I love it though when the ones from Grindr come back around and I'm like, oh, are you here now? <laughs> you here? <laughs> Not this time. Not this time. Um, and I've been thinking, right, because I've spoken to like a few of my friends and stuff and I feel like they have a more relaxed approach to everything and a lot of them just want to be like, right, well, let's have sex and then see if it goes anywhere. Okay. All right. So I'm just thinking, like, is dating like kind of dead or? And you go straight for the sex first. Yeah, they do. They go straight for the sex and then are just like, let's see it from there. Do you know what? I think I need more of that. I think I get too caught up in romance and shit. That's like me. You're like, no, we can't have sex until the second day, and then yeah, no, but stop. Let's get stop getting caught up in the romance of it. That's what I think. Because then I go on these dates with re- my type. Oh my god, is really nice guys who I don't want to have sex with. That oh my god, type. I get that so much. I get that type. so much. Every episode, I'm like, yeah, he was lovely. No sexual chemistry though. All the time because you want to it's, give him a chance, and that's also it's we're too nice, Charlie. That's what it is. We're that's, too fucking that's what nice. Everyone says about us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when they've met us, they're like, "You two are just too lovely." We just <laughs> we just don't say about each other. <laughs> but it's how how do you get sexual chemistry over Hinge or Tinder? That's my problem. Because you can get it in a club. That's what I miss about clubbing and that. You can get that straight away in a club. But over Hinge, I don't know. I'm going um, for the nice boys in suits with big salaries. <laughs> 
like, and then you meet them and it's nothing. Wait, you want someone in a suit with a big salary, but you go for chavs. That's an oxymoron. No, but chavs, like, <laughs> yeah, but you know, I'm like deep down, I need to learn that I need to love chavs. Why? Because that's like my, they're like my spirit animal. And I'm trying to like, you know, do my mum proud and go for someone in a suit and a big salary. But I just need to accept that it's going to be chavs from here on out. Oh, right. Okay. So then, yeah, definitely start going more for your type on yeah. your, on the dating apps. I need to just go to like the roughest estate I can find and get on Grindr. <laughs> <laughs> this is why, this is why I think it's like, it's hard to go to transition from a hinge because people on a hinge are obviously more looking for something serious. Yeah. But then even say it, like, even I'm on Hinge and if I met a guy and on the first date, he was like, I want something serious. I'd be like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> so I think maybe we're just giving off the wrong vibe because people just, ultimately, I want something serious down the line. But even me saying something serious, it doesn't mean that I'm not going to shag someone on the first date and then never speak to them again. Yeah. I'll still fucking do that. Get my DMs. <laughs> <laughs> But it does happen, and I think every date I'm going on, I'm finding that even though I'm doing, like, pre-date phone calls and things, sometimes you get there and it's like, there's just nothing. And I'll try it. I'll be like, lean over and touch them. Or... <laughs> 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 oh. <laughs> and he just touched my arm for the listeners. <laughs> oh, is that what it took? <laughs> We're going to take a short break. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, so I just don't really know if that is the way forward, but it might be, like, I think I'm just becoming a bit more open to that way of, because I was very much like you in the sense of, no, do you know what, like, if, like, I'm not going to fucking actually have sex with you when I haven't even, like, like, validated that you're a half-decent person. I remember I had sex with somebody once in a club toilet, and then, like, two, three years later, I found out they were a paedophile. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, fuck you. <laughs> someone just mouthed mouth to me, Jason Prince. Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, no, honestly, one day I just suddenly saw all these uh, things going around on Facebook being like, oh my God, yeah, like, touch his little kids or... Yeah, he was on Watchdog. Did he put a statement out? It's turned into like news night or something. Like, has he put a statement? <laughs> like, uh, oh, Mark's just in the studio. He's uh, going to tell us that maybe there's a statement put out. I feel like there was a statement put out that said, I'm going to Google this. Come back to me. Give me two minutes. I was, I dated a bloke last year who ex, he got an email, a text from his ex saying that his ex been charged with child sex offences. Mm. And it did make me feel like, as the new boyfriend, as the new boyfriend, like, I could be, do you know what I mean? It's like, I, how bad could I be that, like... You're, you're like, oh, my God, as like, if I look that young. <laughs> <laughs> like, anti-wrinkle cream's working. <laughs> okay, do you know what? We need to uh, move on from this anyway. Okay, just quickly, where did you meet this guy? The one that, the one that you had the, the Irish guy you had the date with? The new one was on Hinge. Okay, show me a picture. I like Irish men. Oh, my God, imagine if it's the Irish man I went on a date with last week. That'd be so funny. <laughs> So today we're going to be working through a couple of the listener problems uh, for us to weigh in on. No, that is not who oh, I had a... No to his face. <laughs> <laughs> That's a no on his face. Okay, so today's Fagniance 
we have, I don't know if I want to do two Fagney aunts or do like one and then a confessional corner. I'm, I'm, I'm there. I'm, e- <laughs> I'll go either way, babes. I'm easy, breezy, beautiful. <laughs> um, I saw someone tweet recently about, so like, uh, bottom verse means you're usually bottom. I literally saw this on the train here. Yeah, it's so funny. What, well, it's like bottom plus bottom equals Britney Corio. Verse no. plus verse equals great sex. No. This one's explaining bottom verse and top verse. Like bottom verse is when you're bottom, but you get so horny you can top. And top verse is when you always top unless you're on Molly. Oh, and it's on Molly. Okay. <laughs> As in, like, dick shrink. What? It's like Pilly Willy, isn't it? Yeah. Because pills are made of MD. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Talk to Frank. <laughs> Frank. Talk to Frank is a throwback to the 90s. Okay, so talking about our first dates and things that, like that that have been going on, I want to weigh in on this Fagney aunt. Cool. Which uh, somebody actually sent me, it was only today. But uh, he said, hey, guys, I fall in love with every first date. I come on too strong and then I scare them away. So he's kept it, like, nice and short and sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And I think it's very easy for us to, like, we could easily sit here and say, like, oh, honey, you need to love yourself and then you'll be great at a first date. But we need to actually give things that people, things that are, like, tangible shit that they can do. Yeah. I think one of the things I would say that I found helpful with regards to first dates, especially, and I, I love to romanticize. All right. Do you know what I mean? I'm one of those people who's like, yeah, and then like, I'm going to turn up to the first date and there's going to be a candlelit dinner on a hot air balloon at like. Um, <laughs> uh, Mark is chipping in saying, you should have a wank before you go. But I don't know, he said he's catching feelings, and I don't know if that necessarily comes from horn. <laughs> But one thing I would say is just to, like, keep that in check because people who want to fall in love, like, and who do romanticise things, like we do, (laughs) um, one thing I found that helps is, or it just keeps you on a level, is that I've made a list of things that I want or that I expect from somebody who I'm going to be with. Okay. Like, a genuine list. And, um... What's on the list? Every (laughs) list is what I know. (laughs) (laughs) No, so just for example, like, the first few things will be like say like fourth fourth would be like thoughtfulness um i just think that it's it's a small thing but it comes into it so for example like when they're picking the dates and stuff and i just wrote an article about this about how the importance of thoughtfulness because when you're going on a first date if I'm dating somebody and they're like, yeah, we're going to go to Nando's. I'm like, no, you're not for me. No, you're no. not for me. And it doesn't have to be like some five-star Michelin shit. But even if they're like, oh, let's go to this Greek place that I've tried and I thought was really nice. Oh, that's sweet, yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah, exactly. That's really sweet, yeah. Oh, we should date. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I mean. And then, so like another thing would be like ambitious. And again, it's not about you having the highest paid job, but it's about like you having the aspirations and the goals to get somewhere because yeah. mm-hmm. Lord knows in like four years time, I'm not being like, oh, okay, great. I've got a 50 grand wedding that I have to pay for. <laughs> yeah, there's Patreons in. Right. So... <laughs> you heard him, bitches. <laughs> Click subscribe. <laughs> so, yeah, so I think, I think if you make a list before you go, it's good because I find that when I do that and I've got that in my mind, it stops me catching feelings for people who are just nice. Oh, 
And it happened, like, realistically, all a guy has to do, for example, for me to be like, oh, that date went well, is to not fuck it up. Yeah. That's our standards. It's that low. Right? They didn't, yeah, they didn't shit themselves. They didn't. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they got so drunk. That's our standard. Yeah. <laughs> or just like, yeah, like, he didn't say anything racist. I think he's a really, really nice guy. I think we're going to get married. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would say don't um, just don't put pressure on yourself and don't bring up like kids or like the future. Just enjoy the moment. Kids, what is in like the paedophile that are sucked in the toilets? <laughs> don't bring up. Don't ask him if he's a paedophile. That's quite the <laughs> I think if you want to know if if you're concerned about him being a paedophile, ask if he's a paedophile. Casually, like, where are you from? What do you do for work? Are oh, you a beautiful? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> what do you do for fun? <laughs> Hopefully, not kids. Because <laughs> <laughs> <Fingers crossed. laughs> that's kind of red line. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would say just get don't you know, and don't write people off. They say one thing you don't like, just don't write people off. I'd say give people a chance, but then maybe I keep falling into this trap like you, where you're like, I keep giving them chances, and then. That's the problem that the listener is having. They keep falling in love. It's not that they're being too... <laughs> no, but, like, don't... You know, just don't, like... Okay, I'll get you. Yeah. <laughs> so they're saying that they keep, they keep catching feelings too early. So we need to prevent this. So I think, if anything, they're already being a bit too nice. And I think, as well, don't be afraid. <laughs> Listen, if it's going to preserve you falling in love with every Tom Dick and... Who are these guys he's falling in love with? I ain't falling in love with no one. Are you falling in love on dates? No. Who are these people? Who are they... I'm not falling in love on dates, but I've got a list. <laughs> <laughs> and this isn't to say like I have a list of like 30 points which people have to adhere to. It's like... Oh, it's a point system. No. But... <laughs> <laughs> you have to get a certain number of points. Okay. No, but all I'm saying is it's, it's, you, have, you have certain things which are non-negotiable for me. And for somebody to be thoughtful, that's non-negotiable. Like, if you're not thoughtful, then if you're never going to think of me, then how will you know we're dating? <laughs> <laughs> um, so any other point as you think for somebody who just gets a bit too carried away? Look for their flaws. <laughs> <laughs> really hone in on their flaws. Yeah, That's what yeah. I do. Even they're super nice, just pick out that one thing you don't like about it and really hone in on that. <laughs> that will stop you. <laughs> just say he's probably a paedophile. Just think like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just be really fucking negative. Uh, go into the date really pessimistic. Yeah. <laughs> no, but also I think... Yeah, you just have to see the wider picture. Nobody is as nice... You've met this person once. Nobody is nice to you as... Even if you just have, like, a little bit of a pep talk with yourself where you're like, right, I'm not going to get reeled in on this first date. I'm going to hold off till I think of anything. But the good thing is, when you're looking for things that are on a list, for example, you become not sceptical, but you have to understand that men will lie to you to get you to like them. Oh, shit. No, but they will. And there are times when, like, sometimes I won't be forthcoming about certain information just because I won't want to put people off. I and mean, everyone does it. Oh, yeah, 100%. I'm but, so well behaved on that first But as soon as you fucking fall in love with everyone, you've got to really <laughs> search. Come up with that list, then. You've got to really <laughs> have a look. 
really. <laughs> if you really fancy to have a look and be like, what is wrong with them? Yeah. <laughs> no, that sounds really wrong. But also, I do think you should, you should, you should stay open as well. <laughs> Welcome to the most useless advice, Colin. <laughs> right. I feel like that with some mingers. Yeah. Also, another mingers. And also, maybe try like not drinking on your dates. I don't know if you're a drinker, but sometimes people drink and they're like, "I love you," but like they actually really don't. So do a little coffee date. Ugh. Breakfast? No, do you know what? I tried that last week and I was like, I'm just going to have four mimosas. What <laughs> <laughs> a breakfast date. Well, actually, maybe I'd be quite impressed by that because it's quite out of the box. Do you know what I mean? It's a bit different, yeah. This was actually the Irish guy. I was wondering if we had... Met the same bloke. We'd met the same bloke, yeah. But no, again, it was like, it was fine. It was nice. But he had, I did see on his profile that he didn't really drink. So I was already a bit like, not that somebody has to drink really for me because... On a first date, like I had said, I'm maybe fifty percent of the time I might try not drink. It's not no, it's a good I think it's nice. I think it's a good like aspiration. And also you're a bit like, oh, okay, yeah, are we actually gonna get on when we're just sitting here watching TV rather than Exactly. Cause the amount of times you ever had you ever shagged a bloke when you're drunk and you wake up in the morning and there's just no banter in the morning and it's just awkward. I mean, I've never really shagged someone when I'm drunk for banter anyway. <laughs> I've normally just woken up in the morning and I'm like Oh, fuck, I've done it again. Christ. (laughs) Get me to church. (laughs) But he said these, like, little slightly sly comments. All right. Like Like what? No, so he messaged me afterwards and he was like, oh, I had fun. I would like to see you again. Although this time maybe without the mimosas. Oh. And I said, yeah, they were fucking ridiculous. I won't be paying £8 for them either. (laughs) (laughs) And he was kind of like, well, maybe just without them all together or I think he said oh you seem like the type of guy that once they start drinking mimosas they don't know when to stop and I'm like obviously that's what mimosas are for (laughs) they're designed that way (laughs) (laughs) how do you feel about that though being told they'd rather see you sober I'm guessing you offended or not I wouldn't say I'm offended I wouldn't say I'm offended because I don't think I'm a pretty drunk but I wasn't pretty I wasn't drunk on this date anyway. You weren't like Kerry Katona levels. No, I <laughs> you was not. Like, medication. Oh, it's, it's just medication. medication. <laughs> and yet, <laughs> and yet, you know what? I did self-medicate on the Coke and the Prosecco, but here I am. <laughs> no, I didn't. I wouldn't find it rude, especially coming from a first date, because it's like, you don't know me. You don't know me. 80... Like, how often am I sober? Like, 85% of the time, 90% of the time? Yeah. You don't know me that amount of the time. To then be like, oh, okay, he's not a very pretty drunk, but, like, we'll allow that 10% because... <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think I had already decided to come away from the date anyway that I was like, oh, I'll either be his friend or, like, I'll have sex with him and that's it. I wouldn't date him. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but then after that, yeah, I just wasn't... I mean, not that it really bothered me, but, yeah, there just hasn't been much chat anyway, but... How do you bring that up, though? Do you, do you, are you direct with people? Are you like, listen, we can either be friends or let's shag. There's no between. Are you, like, direct or are you a bit... Oh, my God, no. I fucking wish I was that direct. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. Um, it's a difficult one. I think I would just try and steer it rather than say something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, he... Yeah, obviously he mentioned meeting up again. I would probably either 
Yeah, I don't know. That's a, that's a really good question. It's I would... hard, isn't it? It's difficult to like, I don't want to see you for your personality, but if you want to bring the dick over. Oh, no. <laughs> no, he has a nice personality. That's why I would see him as a friend. Yeah. He just doesn't have like any life goals or life potential. That's all. It's nothing, <laughs> nothing personal. <laughs> okay, so let's move on to uh, final fag and yarn of the day. This user says, user. This Back in the 90s. This user has said, uh, I really want to top for the first time, but I'm having lots of anxiety about it. What can you recommend? I think we should talk about our first times topping. Yeah. And see if it's any help. Yeah. (laughs) No, not, I mean, just to like, for people to feel at ease. Shall I go first? Yeah, you go first. But it's fair, it was a complete... If we run out of time, I'll just keep mine a secret. (laughs) (laughs) For the Patreon podcast. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Very that. Um, But I mean, mine was a complete accident. I don't know about yours. I don't know know how you feel. I feel like admitting you're like a first-time bottom is like completely acceptable. Admitting you're a first-time top, everyone look kind of... You're supposed to be like the dominant, confident one. Oh my god, yeah, totally. Because you're like, I'm a first time bottom, I'm tight. But then when you're like, I'm a first time top, it's like, oh, I'm inexperienced. Exactly. And so I feel there's a stigma about it. But come out first time tops. Now, mine was a complete accident. It was a Venezuelan bloke. And basically, because I'd only bottomed to that point, I told him I was a bottom. And so I went over his and we're making out. And he was like, Are you ready to bottom? But he said it much more sexy than that. <laughs> And basically, I wasn't prepped, you know? Okay, yeah. So what, like, how long had you been out at this point? Oh, I've been out a few years. I mean, I, I didn't have my... My first experience was when I was 19. I was a little late. Okay. To the game. Um, no, I think... Well, I don't, these young kids, I feel like all the gays are coming out at, like, 12 years old now. I think... No, I think I lost my virginity to a man at 19, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Like when you say lose your virginity, that is like you've had anal sex. That's not, yeah. oh, I put a, a dick in my mouth. <laughs> Duh, that's when I was at 11. Yeah. <laughs> With my uncle. Oh, God. <laughs> Please can you move away from that pedophile. <laughs> this podcast got get a name. <laughs> um, so, anyway, yeah, with this man, island bloke, he was the bottom, and then I didn't feel like prepared because sometimes you just know when you're. Deep in your stomach is you're not a bottom tonight. Well, this is the thing. Like, if they're like, "Oh, why don't you come over?" and it's like, "Well, hold on, have I had eighteen hours to not eat?" Like, exactly. how much Mexican food have I eaten? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would not have eaten that taco. Yeah. Um. So anyway, he was like, "You were bottom," and I was like, "Oh, I can't really bottom tonight." <laughs> Made my excuses. And Wait, and this was your first time topping. And first time topping. I love how you're like, I can't really bottom tonight as if you'd done it. You're such a seasoned professional. Exactly, like a <laughs> veteran of the game. <laughs> and then we're making out blah, blah, blah. And then he just laid on his front. And so then I... Went on. Went, you know, went down and treated myself. Like, well, <laughs> I ate him out. And then he got on all fours and just kind of like ready on all fours. And I was like, oh, I'm, go- I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. Oh, I love that. You're like, I'm not really going to bottom. So you thought like you would just like have sides. I thought we would just do bits and make out. I didn't realize he was like, okay, well, then I'll get on all fours. Yeah. And then yeah. I'm like, oh, here we go. Yeah. And then we just went in. And how was it? It was, I was a little, obviously I was quite nervous 
Yeah. You're like, I've got to keep this hard. <laughs> right. It's real hard. Sure. And then he wanted like kind of porn star hair pulling, call me a whore sex. Oh. Which is like fine in a certain circumstance, but when it's your first time topping, you're just like... <laughs> you're like, hold on, doing. I have one thing to focus <laughs> on like, here, oh. and it's like staying hard. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I don't know what I'm doing, and he wants like fucking slapping around the hair, calling him a fucking whore, and you're like, okay, just go with it. Don't tell him it's your first... I didn't tell him it was the first time as well. So, no, my first time was completely by accident. Oh, yours was by accident, yeah. And what did... Did you get any feedback? Like, did he think you were good? I gave him a form to <laughs> I think he wanted to do it again Oh So that was nice But I still have I never told him ever That he was my first time topping See I, did, I told the guy like straight up Alright But this was This was quite soon after my After my actual like coming out So the, I think he might have only been like my third sexual partner or something gotcha. And I just uh <laughs> <laughs> And I just remember, like, pulling him in Gran Canaria. And I was obviously dressed like a little uh, slut. And at this point, I was I was about four stone. And I was dressed like a slutty police officer. I got the outfit from Anne Summers. <laughs> <laughs> so I think being, like, four stone dressed as, like, a slutty cop, I had just kind of expected him to be a top. And um, then we had got back and he was like, oh, like... I really wanted to fuck me. Ooh. So I was like, okay, like, I'm down. But I was, I felt like, uh, let me give the disclaimer. So I was like, oh, I was like, I haven't actually topped anyone before. So then I fucked him. And then after... <laughs> what was his reaction to that? He was, cool, he was completely cool with that? Or... What about me never fucking someone before? Yeah, yeah he was like, I don't care. He's like, just fucking put it in me. <laughs> but it's funny because he was obviously like a six foot four bottom or something. And you know, and you're thinking... Do you? You love him in the extra toll. I think it's... I, I mean, there's just some... Com- being comedians, there's just some comedy in it. Don't you think? Oh, when it's just like Because I'm not very tall, I'm only 5'10". You will do anything for a punchline. <laughs> I swear I to will, God. I will, don't you, though? The amount of sex I've had for a punchline. But it does make you feel like you're like manhandled in like a, a sofa or something like that. But <laughs> Maybe you didn't tell him that. As you were fucking it. It's like manhandling a sofa. No, my thought process was literally like, just stay hard. But again, this is what I'm trying to say to the listener who we have just completely hijacked your story <laughs> and just said, do you know what? Don't worry about your problems. Here's our experiences. <laughs> more important. Yeah. I was literally, I had no idea what I was doing because obviously first time you don't really. This guy, I felt obviously did have experience in bottoming because... Clucking like a chicken for the co- clucking like a chicken for the cocky. <laughs> <laughs> but do you know what? Then afterwards, he was literally like, "I can't believe that was your first time. You're so good." And I was like, "Oh, I was like, you. I was like, maybe I'll write a book about this." <laughs> 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 oh, how to? If you can write, how to? <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> how to vamp your way into topping? <laughs> What and TED talk that would be? It was, it would, you know, it's a really nice compliment and it really boosted my ego. So I think I would say, you know, you never really know what, how, what that, what the reaction is going to be. Sometimes just a sliding in and a sliding out is enough. But also, we, I think we do need to talk about sexual logistics. So, right. i.e., certain people's penises fit people's bums better. <laughs> <laughs> they do though. So, like, 
if you have, I don't know, like a penis that goes off to the side mm -hmm. and that's where somebody's G-spot is, then you might not have to do that much work to like get them off. So you could be one of those people. Do you have a weird looking penis? Do you know if your arsehole goes off to the left? <laughs> I can't just ask that. I'd also say just well, like, I don't know if you felt when you were younger that being top or bottom was completely tied to your like masculinity, quote unquote, and your matchiness. And then sure. you realise you meet incredibly macho bottoms and incredibly femme tops. And I think as you mature, couldn't get quite serious now, but as you mature, you realise it's being top or bottom has nothing to do with your masculine or anything. It's just about preference and about what you enjoy. So don't ever, I felt maybe when I was younger, I felt like I was too camp or too femme to be top. And then you meet people who fucking love that shit. Mm. So. Go for it, babes. Be a, blouse. Uh, be a blouse. Be a blouse. <laughs> No, I think it's a. I think that's a good point to raise. But also, you realise that the masculine bottoms—they're not really that masculine. <laughs> it all comes out after. A they're period. literally just like a f with a beard. <laughs> <laughs> Jk, Jk, rolling. Anyway, <laughs> I think I think that's a. Uh, yeah, don't like if you are more of say, an effeminate gay, don't weigh your masculinity on your ability to top. That's a good point that Charlie said. And also, if you really want to, like, if, if you're that anxious and you may want to get a bit more practice, like, buy a fleshlight or buy a flesh jack or uh, something like that, which might just give you a bit more... Because I think the thing for the, the bottoms is usually it's more just an initial anxiety of... Am I going to be good at this? Am I going to be... And I think... Is it going to hurt? Am I going to shit myself? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think it's really going to hurt you being a top, is it? I don't know. Oh, I think you're talking about bottoms still. Oh, no. <laughs> bottoms when they convert to a top. <laughs> when they go through the conversion process. Yeah, yeah when they have conversion therapy. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if conversion therapy, they were trying to convert all these gay guys and they were like, oh, thanks, girl, I'm now a bottom. Could have done it without you. <laughs> I mean, there are. I, I don't know if you feel. I feel like there's more bottoms than tops. They're definitely outweighed, no? Yeah, I would say so. But also, I think how you present attracts a bit more of, like, yeah. what you need in things. Um, so, no yeah. drugs as well. Drugs will not help you topping. Oh, they see, oh. Help. Oh, really? I think drugs just get you into whatever you're less likely to do. But I mean, <laughs> in terms of, like, coke dick. In terms of like... No, in terms of coke dick, that's definitely a thing. But obviously you have some drugs like G and meth and things which do make people horny. So I think the hornier you, you are, the more likely you are to go for the, the opposite thing of what you normally do. And one thing I will say is just like a pointer that I kind of learned just from younger years growing up, which would actually really help you. If you're going to fuck someone and they're going to be the bottom and they're kind of a bit more of the reciprocator... If you can find someone who's really good at sucking dick, then just wait until they blow you, until you're like rock hard, then losing your hard on becomes less of a worry. And also, I don't know if you find, if you watch like porn only fans, you think you have to top for like an hour. Trust me, in real life, people don't want to be bottoming for like an hour. No, six minutes. Exactly. Yeah. So don't worry. Is that I said, what you said? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, no, so I think when you watch porn, you're like, oh shit, I need to be hard for like an hour. Trust me, you don't. Bottoms don't want to be bottoming for, they want to be bottoming for like six minutes and then they're done. Yeah, So don't I get agree. worried being like, oh, I have to be I've hard for an hour. Sometimes pin the bottoms hands down to be like, 
Absolutely not. That's called rape. <laughs> Sometimes Mark rapes. Um, yeah, so to this person, if you have an anxiety, I think firstly recognise that you are in good company with your anxiety. 100%. Um, All been there, babes. Yeah. I mean, even if you are a top and you haven't done any gay sex before, you're still going to have anxiety because it's going to be your first time doing anything. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. You're like, how's it going to feel? How's it going to work? Will I stay hard? Blah, blah, blah. Am I even gay? <laughs> <laughs> Just little little things like that that every one of us and Philip Schofield has to go through. <laughs> Ask the bottom if they're okay. It's his first time topping. I think the bottom's going to be fine. <laughs> Just when you push in, just be like, you're good with this? I think just check in with your bottom. Check in with your bottom. <laughs> well, do you know what? We really hope that's helped you. Lovely way to end. <laughs> do you know what? There, It's just very rare that there are any like smooth transitions on this show. I just get to a point where I'm like, enough is enough. <laughs> and then I'm like, right, let's move on. <laughs> Yeah, so first time topper. We hope that's helped. <laughs> Probably hasn't, but <laughs> if you would like to subscribe to the Patreon, the, I feel like people are getting quite confused with how this works. So basically, there's two memberships. There's one membership on Cocktails and Cock Talk where you can pay five pounds a month. You get extra episodes of the podcast, and you get the access to the daily dick feed. <laughs> <laughs> A daily dick feed, yeah. But it's basically, it's very similar to like OnlyFans, but it's just hosted on my website. Of you? No, no. Of 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 OnlyFans performers. OnlyFans performers, there were like celeb exclusives. Oh, nice. Some quizzes and things like that. But if you're not really about that and you just want the extra podcasts, then just go to Podbean app, download the Podbean app, Google Cocktails and Confessions, and then just subscribe. And then the extra bonus episodes will automatically sure. appear in your feed. Um, so on that note, we'll just say a quick thank you to this episode's patrons. So this episode, they are Tim Payne. Andrew Steinberg, Matt Eaton, Bruce Valanche, Jay Howie, Tony Paul, and Chris Brawley. Thank you. Thank you. And the two producers of today's episode are Stephen Siok and Jake Reiter. Oh, hi, Jake. Thank you. Thank you for coming to today's committee meeting. <laughs> All be adjourned. Oh, <laughs> Charlie, thank you for coming on. Charlie, uh, Charlie, your social media is Charlie Valentine underscore X on Insta. Charlie Valentine underscore X. Slide uh, in the DMs. They're <laughs> empty. I need something. <laughs> I think mine are empty as well. So just crickets in there, mate. Yeah. <laughs> So why don't you slide into Charlie's, then slide into mine, then we'll both have sex with you, and then we'll review you on the podcast. That's how you can get the <laughs> <laughs> If you want to get the podcast without paying Patreon, have sex with both of us, and you'll get a mention. <laughs> I don't know whether it will be good or bad or... <laughs> we'll chat about you. Or completely defamatory, but... <laughs> Um, yeah, guys, thanks for listening, and we'll be back in 
less than a week. So coming up next, we have our Halloween special. Spooky. Spooky. We're going to be talking about how to ghost someone politely. What? Get it? That's useful advice. Get it? Yes. (laughs) How to ghost someone politely. Um, Our horrific Halloween hookups. And the gang are going to disclose their body count. Very Halloween themed. Okay. I feel like yours might be in like quadruple figures. I feel like out of the group that we have, mine is probably going to be the lowest, if not second lowest. Oh, really? Yeah. Are you going to be honest? I will be 100% honest. Oh, nice. Yeah, because we're just talking about insertion, right? Not oral. That's <laughs> ridiculous. Insertion. I mean, or he's counting oral. No, right? ain't nobody fucking counting oral. Like, fuck that shit. That's no, a... has got the abacus, like, counting. Body count, honey, that's a, that's a massacre. 